The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. There was a lot of action in the NHL last night, Thursday night, uh, and all of it with with high hopes with each team, how they're performing right now as we're getting later into the season. We want to see these teams get on that hot streak as they get into the playoffs. Uh, they also want to make the playoffs, so they're all fighting very hard. A lot of exciting games, though. Uh, and then KD, he gets hurt in the warm-ups. We get some injury report updates on him and what happened there. And Lamar Jackson still demanding that big contract of possibly $250 million, fully guaranteed. He's been franchise tagged. We're going to talk all about Lamar Jackson, his deal. Would you make the deal? Would you not? We're going to talk about it, all of this and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Welcome back to another episode of Rising of the Occasion, everybody. We're so excited to get into yet another one uh, and some some great stuff to talk about, uh, especially when we're talking about the NHL games last night. Uh, I was trying to keep up with all of the games, trying to watch the scores, seeing if I could watch any of them. And, and you know, there was a few of them I was able to watch and it was great. Uh, I was really happy to be able to catch some of the action because a lot of really fun games last night. And we'll talk about those. Uh, but before we get into it, of course, if you are watching right now, we always try to encourage you to help us grow. And the way you can help us is just simply hitting that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, so that way you know when we upload onto YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening on audio, you can give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support. Um, but today it's just Britton and I. Uh, we're in studio. Uh, Britton and I are, are talking uh, about all of this uh, stuff today. Um, but you know, so we don't have the other two, but Britton, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Just catching up on some, uh, Nebraska baseball right now. They're playing, uh, Illinois state. We got, uh, got the lead bottom of the seventh right now. So yeah, I was, I was keeping up with, uh, Oklahoma softball, uh, and they, they had a game today and they ended up run ruling them in the fifth inning. I think it was 12 to nothing if I remember right. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I, like I said, last episode, man, I, I love, love softball. I think I like softball more. Um, but it's it's just so enjoyable to watch the girls so passionate about the sport, uh, which you still see that passion in men's men's baseball too. But uh, just just a lot of passion there. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and first mention that this episode uh, is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing product. Uh, I've I've actually been eating Built Bars for quite some time now. It's kind of advertised as a protein bar, but it's really something that you can basically substitute as a candy bar. I actually got one here with me. Uh, they sent me a package a little while back. This one was the uh, double chocolate. That was double chocolate and brownie mix. Both of them really good. Um, but it's just a chewy candy bar. Uh, and, and they really do taste amazing. I think I've given you some in the past, Britain, whenever you were over. Um, but Built Bars, are they're, they really are great. There's so many different flavors and they keep on releasing them. Uh, I highly recommend to Get off candy bars if you're if you're somebody that likes sweets. I used to have a big sweet sweet tooth, uh, and, and instead of going for that Reese's cup or uh, a Snickers, reach over for a Built Bar. Uh, it, it really is an amazing product. I promise you, you will not be disappointed with the taste. Uh, they taste amazing. They don't have the gritty 
that's the one thing, Britain, that I, I, I've, I've always hated with, with protein bars is that gritty texture to it. Yeah, I, I've done, you know, my fair share of, uh, of proteins and stuff, going to the gym, uh, quite a bit and stuff and trying different things and, uh, whether it's powders or, or, you know, protein bars or, or whatever. And yeah, I mean, especially with the bars, it's definitely something I've, I've noticed is it's really, really hard to find a protein bar that doesn't have that gritty taste. It doesn't yeah. have, I, I don't, I want to be able to eat something that has protein that it doesn't, I don't want to know that it has protein. Yeah. I just want to enjoy it. I yeah. Just want to enjoy it. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing with, with these, you can tell there's protein in it because it's kind of filling, but it doesn't have that gritty, uh, texture or anything to it. And they taste amazing. Uh, I, I haven't, I don't think I, okay. So there was only one flavor I didn't care for, but it's just cause I don't really care for coconut so much. Uh, the coconut one was the only one I didn't care for so much, but I, I know other people that have had that one that love it. Uh, they have amazing flavors, so many flavors, and they keep on coming out with new ones. They have seasonal flavors that come out. You can go to built.com and use code rising two. Uh, that's rising to for 10% off. So you can use that code at checkout and get yourself 10% off built bar built bar uh, sponsor of the show, an amazing product. I would not tell you to go try it if I didn't 100% believe in them, but built.com use code rising to that's R I S I N G T O for 10% off at checkout. Uh, really is an amazing product. Get yourself off those candy bars and use built bar instead. And it's, it's a better option, healthier option, uh, it'll help you bulk up if you're going to the gym. Uh, so just go check them out. Uh, let's get into the the NHL action last night, Britain. I know you were watching the Pens games, uh, the, you know, the, the Penguins game and everything, but uh, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of games. Uh, we'll start off with probably the most impressive win, at least last night. It was it was a lot of fun. I was watching this game for a little while until I realized, man, this is just out of out of hand. It's just it's it's way out there. Uh, it was the Dallas Stars. And the Buffalo say or the uh, yeah Buffalo Sabers, ten two, uh, ten to four, 10 is, is what it ended up being. Yeah, so I mean that was just it, it was, uh, it was just amazing because the entire game, every time that I would click back over to watch it, it was always down in the Sabers zone, like they they were just ready to be scored on again. And then even whenever they that whenever the the Dallas Stars scored, it just seemed so effortless. Their passing was on point. Uh, the entire game. So, I mean, the first period, uh, the, the Sabres, they, they let up three. Uh, the second period, they let up two. And they were only able to score one per period until the third period. They made it seem like it might be close. They were able to score two, kept it like, yeah, I think it was five to three, if I remember right, at one point. And then all of a sudden, it just was a scoring massacre uh, in the third third period for the Stars. They scored five in the third period to make it 10 to four. Uh, I mean, that, that was it's just embarrassing. Yeah, there was a lot of scoring in that game. I didn't personally watch the game, but I did see the highlights of that game. Um, obviously, anytime you you got ten <laughs> goals, you're going to see the highlights of that game show yeah. up. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's tough for any club, man. Uh, and like we we mentioned on our last episode, you know, hockey's a weird weird sport like that. The best team doesn't always win. Um, and I'm not saying that the best team didn't win this this game or anything like that, but hockey's just weird like that, man. People get on a on a roll and. And uh, goalies struggle and defenses struggle, and it's just weird. It's a weird sport, man. Like uh, the other night, you know, I was talking about the Penguins and how upset I was. They were down four nothing, and uh, literally in about a period and a half, mainly that third period, they came back to tie the game, went to overtime, and Crosby, you know, Sid hit the the winning goal to to come back, and 
I was I was so upset with the Penguins, and I'm like, this is they looked horrible. I mean, just horrible. Um, they had so many good looks the other night, missed you know opportunities. They gave up you know uh, you know two on ones quite a bit and stuff. I'm like, man, they just look horrible. No defense, and also they kick it in like hockey's weird like that. And uh, man, that was just a game where one team found net and the other yeah. team didn't. Yeah, it's 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 insane the way that hockey works like that. And, and like I, I I I would have probably taken the over on this game, uh, you know, if it was sitting at six. Um, but I wouldn't have expected it to smash the over like this. One team hit the over, uh, you yeah. know, for the entire game. I mean, that's that's in, in, insane. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it just that that was a game that I, when I when I see the end score. Uh, you know, if I were to see it without even having any idea what happened in that game, I, I probably could have pieced it together. The you know the the stars had the, had the puck the entire time, attacking and scoring nonstop, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, and and that's one of them that you can look at the store the score and predict exactly what happened in that game. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, let's go down uh, a, a very tight game, very opposite. So this this one absolutely smashed the over uh the flyers hurricanes game was the complete opposite uh if you hit the over on that you were very ticked off the entire game um because there was hardly any scoring uh we had the hurricanes pull out another win they have been very tough all season long they do look like a team that could make a very good run in the playoffs um but the hurricanes won one to zero and that one score came in the first period I mean, such a boring game. I, I, that was another one I tried to click over and watch, but I didn't see any action, so I kept on clicking away from it. But uh, I mean, just yeah, very, very boring. The, I saw some of the, you know, some of that game, just like bits and pieces of it, um, and it really, I don't know, even know that it was was just a bad game by anybody. It was just really good defense. <laughs> it was. Um, it was very good defense on the puck the whole game, um, and man, it was just just one of those games where uh, there there were no lanes to shoot. Um, you know, pretty much the whole game. So, you know, and that, and that's what Carolina does though. Carolina swarms the puck. Uh, the Flyers just seem to, to be able to, you know, kind of match that and never really kind of got their opportunity to tie it up after that first period. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the, the hurricanes, like you said, they're, they're really good at swarming the puck. They're, they've been very good all season. And the reason for that being is, is they've got a tough defense and that's what they started off on. And, uh, I, I was kind of on, on the line that maybe whenever, uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, came over to the hurricanes that he would help. And of course he's not there much. Aho is pretty much the only guy that seems to be scoring too much for the, the hurricanes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy to see that tough of a defense. And, uh, the, the last time that these, these two played, I, I've, just now pulled this up to see. So the last two times that they've played, it was a, a series of four. They've only played three now, uh, and the Hurricanes have won all three of them. Um, but the first goal, the first uh, game was seven points total, four to three. The second game was uh, 11 points total, five to six, so a one-point game. And again, another one-point game. The Hurricanes win by one again, but totally different in, in terms of scoring. Uh, I just wanted to look that up to see what – what that series looked like in the past, but yeah, I mean, just one point scores and that's gotta be frustrating from the flyer standpoint because man, one of the, the, one of the great teams this year, one of the best teams. And we came one point away from beating them three times or, you know, at least tying, but three times, three times. And and that's, that's a bummer, but really cool to see that. What's that? That's just a flyers thing to do. It is. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you used to follow the, the Flyers a little bit a while, a while back, didn't you? I did. You know, when I first started, I tried to watch hockey a little bit before I really, really knew much about hockey. Um, I found a T-shirt at, at a Target. It was a That's Flyers what it was, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to – I like this. I'm going to watch the Flyers. And I watched the first game I watched was the Flyers versus the Penguins. And I was like, yeah, I like the Penguins. Yeah. Penguins is my team. But, yeah, I, I kind of followed – and that's a nice little rivalry too. And I didn't really know it yeah. at the time. I didn't understand the NHL. Uh, shoot, I was in seventh, eighth grade or something like that, maybe. And uh, been a Penguins fan since. But yeah, I've 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 always kind of followed the Flyers a little bit. And and uh, like I said, that's kind of just a Flyers thing to do. Yeah, but a, a, a very boring game. So if you're if you're one of these guys, like I know our dad. Uh, he he always rags on how boring hockey is because they never score, and I'm like, nah, it's really changed because you see these four to three and five to six, now ten to four. You know, you, you see those higher scoring games now, uh, and I think it's just because the the skill, probably a lot because of the technology and stuff that we have to be able to train these guys now, uh, and and that's really in every sport. You you see the skill level kind of improve in the players because of that stuff. They, their training aids are so much more advanced now. Um, but you know, like I, I tried telling that to dad, uh, quite a few times. I know you have too. And, and you know, the, if he would have turned on him and like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. And he got that hurricanes flyers game. He would have been like, see, I told you one to zero, yeah. this is boring. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah. definitely not one. If you're trying to get somebody into hockey, definitely not one to turn on to try to check that out. But, uh, let's jump over Rangers Canadians. Uh, I, I've had to tune into this game, watch the Rangers, see if they could do something. Uh, they've been losing the last couple games. And one thing that we we talked about, of course, one of those games was against the Bruins. You can't really blame them for losing a tough game against the Bruins. Uh, but one thing that that I've, I've expressed is my frustration with Patrick Kane. I know you you brought it up too. I thought that he would be a a player that comes in and makes a big impact right away. I, I don't expect him to really have to to work on chemistry so much, other than just get him the puck and he can do the magic, you know and I just I don't understand that you know the first game I gave it to him sure you know you you have to have to work it up a little bit but then the second game it just seemed like they they shut him down completely he wasn't able to do anything Patrick Kane finally scores a goal and gets an assist so two points in a game uh, that was that was a lot of fun but then this game was just it was it was very competitive the entire time through one to two in the first period Canadians uh, went in uh, and then the the Rangers come out and tie it up in the second period. Uh, so, you know, to, to have that tie going into the third period and a complete defensive shutout, no scores to go into overtime and then to go into a shootout, win it by one in overtime, the Rangers pull out a win. Uh, and, you know, it was just a really good team team effort all around uh, for the Rangers. So it, it was really reassuring to see the Rangers finally get a win, uh, you know, with, with kind of a scare, like, man, if you keep on losing, you could get bumped out of the playoffs if you're not careful. Um, but it was really good to see them get the win and Patrick Kane finally come out and make a score, man. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I was talking to one of my buddies. He's a he's a big Predators fan. He's from the Nashville area uh, with the military and stuff. He's, he's spent some time in Nashville, been a Predators fan for a while. And uh, we were talking about Patrick Kane, actually. And I, I just said, you know, I think, I think it's going to come along. I think it's going to be fine. Obviously, it's way too early to, to to be you know worried and freak out and say oh man Patrick Kane was a terrible pickup. If you say that, then oh, you're, you're, yeah. you're you're ignorant of, yeah. the, of the game. Uh, Patrick Kane is a big a big plus for the Rangers. It's just it just takes time, man. Think about how hockey how tough hockey is 
And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you got to, as I'm, as I'm watching the Nebraska baseball game here <laughs> in, the, in the background on my phone here, the uh, hockey's a tough sport when it comes to chemistry, like finding, having the time to really develop chemistry, that puck's moving so fast, uh, knowing where guys are going to be, um, and kind of kind of getting the feel of, you know, what what guys do. I mean, you know, try try playing with a Sidney Crosby. You never know if he's shooting, passing, passing behind his back, between his legs. You know, some of these guys are just – you know, phenomenal, you know, puck handlers and they can do anything. So it's, it's takes some time to really get used to knowing the players uh, that you're playing with and really keep being on the same page and saying, okay, uh, he's going to, he's going to be here. I need to be here. Yeah. So you know, I was never going to freak out and overanalyze it. It just takes some time and it, it finally showed off and paid off uh, last night for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely one of those things that, okay, by, by game two, I was kind of a little worried that like, man, why isn't he at least like getting an assist or getting in there on the action and, you know, seeming like he's making a big difference. And I, I haven't seen it. And of course, uh, I'm, I'm not as good at analyzing hockey as I am maybe football. Uh, but, you know, I'm just not seeing that. Whereas like, you know, it, it, you brought that up, you know, you, you can't really overreact and say that it was a horrible decision to get him because you're, you're getting an amazing player. It's, it, I think you could make that, uh, that uh, analysis on maybe something like whenever they picked up Tarasenko, maybe you could question that. Um, but it's really hard to question Patrick Kane picking him up. Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's still got a few years in the league, uh, and he also adds that veteran aspect that I think the Rangers really need to push those young guys past that that next level for sure. Well, I I love him being there with a, with a guy like Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I love Fox a lot. Fox is a super talented kid. Um, got a you know you got a handful of young players on that team that if you can get a guy like Patrick Kane that can come in there. And really add some, you know, like I think I've mentioned before, just to add that veteran leadership there. That's going to do a world, uh, world of difference for for a team like the Rangers that, that are so young and, and talented. You know, this isn't just a young team that's just young. They're young and talented. So, you know, all, all they really needed, um, and I talked to Chad about that, our uncle, I think uh, maybe last year during the playoffs, I believe. And, you know, I said, I can see the Rangers in the next couple of years make a strong run. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a young, talented team. They knocked off the Rangers in the first round last year. And uh, and that went to game seven. So that's a very, very uh, you know, veteran uh, Penguins team. And, you know, a lot of people give the Penguins, you know, shit and say, oh, they're they're old. They're, they're too old and washed up, you know. Yeah, maybe, but guess what? The, the Penguins always find a way to fight and, and win. And with that experience, experience pays off and pays dividends. Yeah. And look, the Penguins are making making a, a strong effort at making the playoffs this year after you know a fairly rough start. And uh, Penguins are one of those teams, you know, I, I would never want to face, no matter yeah. how bad they're doing, because they're such a veteran team. And and uh, Penguins playoff hockey is quite a bit different. So for the Penguins to to lose to a young team like the Rangers in the playoffs just shows me how talented they really were. So I'm very happy and and anxious to see how uh, Patrick Kane can kind of help out and, and take that leadership and take that team to a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's great to get guys like him with, with the offensive power. He's, you know, of course I, I, I see him and the talent that he brings uh, and, and matching him up with like Panarin, uh, you know, and Panarin is, is incredibly talented and, and he's still young. Uh, so yeah, I totally agree with you. Like that when you look at all the offensive, uh, Zabinajad is another one that's very talented. Whenever these guys, if, if you can get these guys, 
in on a, on a good attack together. I mean, that's that's going to be really hard to stop, and uh, definitely something you could see for the you know, you know. But like you said, I like that a lot. Too, you know, to, to just having him there to be a veteran, exp- an experienced player, helping kind of uh, mentor some of these young guys like uh, Panera and Spinajad and all these guys that are that are very young and growing in the league. But uh, you mentioned the Penguins. Uh, I know you're a Penguins fan, so let's go ahead and jump over to the Penguins game. I know you may not want to talk about it, but it has to be frustrating to see your team winning through the second period uh, and, and up by two, doing a, a great job. And then in the third period, the Islanders come back to tie up the game uh, and end up winning it in overtime. Uh, a one one point loss to the Islanders. The Islanders, I will give the, the Penguins this. The Islanders are playing very well right now. Uh, they're they're making a very strong run and and putting together a very good slate of games here in the end of the season. And I don't see them slowing down anytime soon because with Anders Lee and uh, Gensel, both of them playing in a, in a, at a very high level, uh, the the Islanders are doing really well. So for them to come back, that was very tough for them to be able to come back like that tie it up and then end up, end up winning basically three unanswered goals there uh, from the third period to the to overtime to be able to win the game but uh, give me your thoughts there on that game uh, as, as I'm sure you were frustrated with the way your guys played I really wasn't that's the thing oh yeah like the Penguins were were definitely the better team the puck bounced bounced the Islanders way at, towards the end you know a few times to really help them get back in it and eventually win it in overtime um the way the Penguins played last night was the Penguins that I wanted to see all year long. So I don't know. I, I I was pretty upset to be honest with you that they, you know, gave up the lead and and uh, you know, ended up losing it in overtime there. But at the same time, like they pressured the puck the whole game. They, you know, they set up they they controlled the puck a vast majority of the game. They and did. they looked phenomenal. <clears throat> like they just looked good. And honestly, like I said, I, I felt like the the Islanders kind of caught a break here and there and puck bounced, bounced their way a few times. And, and it just, that's going to happen in hockey. It's frustrating like that, but I'm not going to overreact to that game. The Islander, Islanders are a good team. They are. Um, they're, they're doing very well here at the end. And, and the Penguins, man, they played a good game. So yeah, that's a tough one to take, but man, I, I'm not too, too worried about it because that's the Penguins team, the Penguins team that I've seen in the last, you know, seven or eight games. I think they've lost two games in the last seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, and and do you think oh. maybe maybe that age is kind of what what gets them there? Whenever it comes down to like, like this one was was obviously the the third period, letting up two goals, and then then to not be able to finish off in overtime too to allow another goal. Do you think maybe there's something there with the age that maybe maybe gets to that point where they they just don't have the stamina as they did when they were younger? See, I don't really think so because again, like I watched that game last night and they. They played, they controlled the puck. Even in the third period, they controlled the puck. Um, the overtime goal that, that they gave up is a, is a bad bounce, and actually they had it. They had one right before that happened, and they had a one-on-one with the goalie and, you know, made the save, and game continued on, and they had another bad, you know, bad bounce off the boards and another one-on-one break, and he, he ended up finally scoring, uh, scoring the goal. I don't remember who ended up scoring the winning goal there, but, you know, it – they, they seem to control the puck the whole time. Um, so I didn't really see like a stamina issue. Uh, matter of fact, I think the Penguins are were the faster team. Penguins have probably some of the top speed in all of the NHL. I, and, you know, you got a guy like, like Russ and stuff that, and, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby, you know, 
Lou Getzel and, and all these guys that are just, you know, yeah, sure, they're, they're a little older and stuff, but they can skate with anybody. And, and I'm not worried about stamina. I'm not worried about, you know, them being an old team and they can't skate with these guys and keep up and their stamina is worn out. I'm not buying into that because I because I watch them all. I see it every I see it every time they play. Um, I don't think it's that. I think sometimes there's just there's just a breakdown once in a while. It seems like when the Penguins are struggling, there just seems to be a breakdown of of passes or it almost to me. And I know it's not, but it it seems like as a fan watching it, they're lazy passes or they're just getting careless with the puck at times, and they, and it's going this this funk. Um, but as far as stamina or or the fact that they're old and they're, you know, they're not gonna be able to compete uh, long term, like in the late, late in the third period with anybody. I, I don't buy into that at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think they still have a lot of that left in them, especially when you talk about guys like, um, you know, maybe a uh, uh, Sid. You know, I don't think, I don't think he, he has so much passion for the game that I don't think he'll ever let that, that get into him. If he, if he doesn't, he's gonna be out there until there is no more air left in his lungs. Uh, you yeah. know, so I mean that, that he's not going to let stamina get to him, but uh, yeah, still, still a tough loss knowing that it's this this late in the season. But like I said, uh, and you brought it up too, the Islanders are a good team and are putting together a really, really tough slate of game or a, a, a slate of uh, of wins here late in the season. But <coughs> uh, let's jump over Golden Knights. This is the team that I I kind of brought up as my little bit of a sleeper um, because the Golden Knights, man, like they they surprise me with how they play. Uh, and and they're very strategic in the way that they play. They they did a a, a they've they've done an amazing job here in the last stretch. Um, but a very tough game. It was it was tough all the way through against the Lightning uh, last night, and it was just incredible because I almost feel like this is how every game has gone for the the the, the Golden Knights. And and I brought this up I think last show whenever we were talking about the NHL is that. They're just sneaky because they get you to where you feel like you're winning. You feel like you're doing, you're the better team because you're controlling the puck. You're getting some, you're getting down in the attacking zone, but you're not getting good shots in on goal. And that's kind of their game is they're just keeping those lanes closed. What's that? They blocked the lanes very well. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what that's what I see when I watch them. Man, they're they're just sneaky good that way. That they they let you have the puck, and you think you're doing really good with, with it because you're down in the attacking zone, but you're wearing yourself out. And they use that. And uh, I didn't see as much of that wearing them out and and getting it getting the advantage there uh, in this game. But uh, it did come down to to o- overtime for the Gold Knights to come out to win. Uh, it was a tie game, really the entire game. Uh, it was one to one in the first period. They they both scored uh, two more goals in the third period. Uh, a very very hard fought defensive game. But I think Jonathan Quick, uh, the goalie for the the Golden Knights, uh, I think he deserves a lot of respect for the way that he played. Uh, I think I see here thirty four saves. He had a ninety two percent save percentage. So he he played an outstanding uh, game. A lot of shots being shot at him. Um, but they end up coming out to win by one point in overtime. Uh, you got thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean it's again, uh, like you said, they just seem to they seem to find a way to to block the lanes quite a bit, uh, and it's hard to get quality shots against a team like that. Um, you know, it it kind of reminds me of of uh, like the like a Rangers team even last year. Yeah. You know, we want to talk about the Rangers. That was one of the frustrating things in the in the playoffs last year, was that it seemed just hard to find you know even when you have the good opportunities and you're controlling the puck 
it was just frustrating, and that's frustrating for a team too. So you know, good defense goes a long way in the NHL really uh, and in hockey in general. But man, you know, you find a way to to you know to bring a team down mentality wise when you're just not letting them you know get on the attack. And when they are on the attack, they have they don't have good looks at, at the net, and it's it's just tough, man, because you can be the better team, you know, and control the puck all game long and feel like you're doing everything right, but you're just not getting quality shots, and and that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's exactly say, what they were doing. Uh, I think momentum in hockey is probably bigger, if not just as big as any other sport uh, in in the in the world. I mean, momentum can go a long way in hockey. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, and yeah, it's it's crazy. The momentum can shift a lot faster in hockey than I think most sports. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right, and it, it does it does carry a lot because if you can get down there and you can get good shots in on the on the goalie, you're gonna wear that goalie out. But if you're getting crappy shots and you just can't find a good lane to get a shot that scares the goalie or wears him out or anything like that, makes him on his toes, then you're really not getting anything. That's that's what the the Golden Knights have done a really good job of, and against a really good Tampa uh, Tampa team too. So. Uh, a really good hard fought win uh, there. Uh, just briefly, I'll, I'll bring up uh, that you know the, the Devils they they win by one. Another another really good game, uh, shootout win uh, for the Devils. They they have looked really good all season. Only sixteen losses on the season. Uh, and another one of those teams that I know Blake brought them up. That's one of his his favorites right now. Um, I, I like the Devils. I think they're playing great. They beat the Capitals three to two last night. Uh, you have much on, on the Devils? Yeah, I mean the Devils are just finding ways to win. Yeah, uh, they don't have to. They don't have to come out flashy. They don't have to, you know, put up ten goals uh, in a game. But they're finding ways to win. And I, I don't know. I'm curious to see how they how they do as far as the playoffs and how how deep of a run they can actually make. Um, I'm I'm high on the Devils. Honestly, I, I've got probably a couple other teams I'd put above them right now. Same. Like I mentioned, the Bruins are just insane right now. I mean, eight losses on the season. Oh, man, the Bruins are tough, but you know, Devils are definitely playing good, good hockey right now. And you know, if they can continue to find a way to, you know, really push to pr- put the pressure on other teams like they have been, um, and control the puck, and you know, keep it down on on that end of the ice, it's it's uh, going to be good for them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean they, they've been playing this way all season, and it's it's been that extra attack on offense that has pushed them over the top too. And they've had a very strong offense. You bring up the Bruins, another very tough team. Uh, they don't have eight wins or eight losses anymore. They now have nine because they lose a very tough one against the Oilers. Uh, this is a game I was really excited for, so I made sure to tune into this game because I was like, man, this might be the top two teams in the NHL really when I think about it. Because we didn't mention the Oilers, and I don't know why. Because they're so good, and mainly because of Connor McDavid. How do you shut him down? And when I was watching this game, I thought for sure the Bruins were just going to run away with this game and they were going to win because Connor McDavid could not do anything. They shut him down, and I don't know how you do that. Um, but then he also goes off. He limps off the ice. Uh, I I don't recall if he—I'm pretty sure he came back in, uh, but I don't recall. I, I guess I didn't pay attention to whether he was back on the ice. But that's that's how that's how little of a—, of a an impact Connor McDavid could make for the Oilers last night, but somehow the Oilers still put things together 
and were able to pull out a win against the Bruins. Uh, it was it was an outstanding job by the Bruins to keep him shut down. But they made an, the the Oilers made an adjustment, shut shut the Bruins out for periods two and three. That's incredibly hard to do. A really hard fought game with losing your captain and key player and most likely the MVP winner this year. Uh, you know, I just I I don't know how the Oilers were able to pull it out, but it was an incredibly hard fought game, especially defensively after losing. Uh, the, the key player to your to your team and and not getting him involved and not being able to get him involved. Yeah, and, and you want to talk about momentum. If anytime you can beat a team like the Bruins. Oh yeah. Um, and I actually misspoke earlier. I guess that'd be their they they got nine losses on the season. Yeah, yeah nine um, now. But you know, anytime that you can shut down a, a, a team like that, you know, you're gonna carry some momentum into the next uh, next few games there, and well, at least the next game because you can lose momentum pretty quick too. Um, but yeah, I mean if you can find a way to shut them out in, in back-to-back periods and come away with a win, um, doesn't matter if you win by a goal or, or 10 goals, you know, a, a win against a team like that's, that's pretty big for, for momentum. So hats off to the Oilers. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I guess I don't know that I really ever overlooked them. I, I know that they're a good team, um, but I guess I just I kind of spaced on me when I, when I'm thinking about it, but I could definitely see, you know, a team like that make, make her deep run and I mean Oilers have have just as good as of a chance as anybody to 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 win it all I mean like we said earlier it's in, in the last episode it's it's hockey man and anybody can win and oh yeah yeah I don't, I don't care who it is if if it's if you're in the playoffs you got a chance to win it so yeah yeah you just make it there and you can do it um one one more game I want to touch on just because like I said I think everyone was kind of curious about what the avalanche was going to do this year uh, are they going to be that team again with with the young talent and and veteran talent mix that they've got, which is just the perfect scenario for a team with with their roster? They have an amazing roster, and then Kale McCarr, the way that he played last year, uh, you don't see that same spark from the, the Avalanche this year, uh, and it's a, it's a bummer. But I don't think they're totally out of it. Uh, maybe they're holding off. Uh, but the Kings have been playing outstanding this year. Uh, they're 38 and 20 and eight. Uh, so, I mean, they, they've played amazing this year. One thing that I think that needs to be brought up is the Kings need to be penalized for their distracting helmets. Uh, they've got those bright, you know, like chrome helmets. Uh, and that's just so distracting. Like, I don't know how I, I want to ask a player that, that plays this year, you know, like, Hey, how distracting is that on the ice? Because to me, that's distracting. Uh, and, and maybe that's why they're playing so good this year. Cause I don't know if they had those last year or not. I guess I didn't. I didn't notice them, but I'm noticing them every time I see the the Kings play this year, uh, and it's so distracting. But the Kings end up winning five to two, and uh, and a, in a, a a really good game, solid game all around for them. They they shut the Avalanche out and won it. But man, I don't know. I f- I feel like they need to they need to be uh, penalized. Something needs to happen with those helmets. Well, I mean, they certainly won't be penalized because it's not a, it's not illegal. So there's no rule against them yet. <laughs> um, we're but making yeah, a rule know. right now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'd be curious to know how much, you know, distraction it really is. Maybe to us fans. It's distracting to me. <laughs> and I'm not even cool, playing the game. You know, these are experienced uh, pro athletes. I don't think they pretty much, they probably care too much. I mean, you've seen some of the cleats that these guys wear in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and they get penalized yellow, for it. And they're wearing yellow cleats. And yeah, yeah that would definitely, that would definitely, uh, throw me off like with the yellow cleats it, it does as a fan because i see the yellow cleats and i was like oh flag what oh that was somebody's somebody's walking. How about the browns i mean the browns just wear all the, the brown uniforms and put your put yourself some brown cleats on and some brown gloves and brown helmet and 
just go solid brown. You never know where the football's at. Yeah, just know? everybody, everybody do this. You know, like, yeah. huddle up over the ball. But now the, the Avalanche, though. I mean, uh, did did you expect the Stanley Cup? You know, like the the championship hangover from the the Avalanche this year, like many people no. were. No, I, I definitely didn't. But I, at the same time, I, I guess I'm not surprised because you've seen it so many years. Uh, yeah. In in so many different years where. Teams are just different from year to year, and they're and get better. They're uh, yeah, they're goals. they're they're doing it a little different though because they do have that championship hangover a little bit, but they're just good enough where they could still sneak in and still still make their run too, and they're still that same talented team, so you know they could do it. Um, but they're they're doing it a little different because they're go that far. Yeah, they 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 haven't totally dropped off, uh, you know, and so that's that's kind of what I thought when when people were saying they were going to have a hangover. I didn't see them dropping off, and they didn't. Um, but they definitely aren't as as powerful and dominant as they were last year, obviously. Sure. Yeah, and I'd I'd be curious to see what they can do. Uh, playoff hockey is a different hockey. Uh, teams find ways to win in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'd be certainly curious to see what they can do. Uh, how deep of a run they can make. Um, I think that they, you know, if they if they're in the playoffs, I think they probably lose the first round. But I, I could be surprised. Yeah. Um, and I'm also curious to see how all this shakes up. Um, cause with all the games right now and, and the way everything's going, it's really hard to tell other than, you know, you got a few teams that you're pretty, pretty set on where they're locked in in the playoff spots. Um, so I'd be curious to see how all that plays out and who's playing who and what matchups we have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to just know for sure who's going to be in the playoffs. It's, it's hard for me just because I guess maybe I don't understand it fully, uh, you know, to how, you know, I, I, I read the rules, but trying to place it in my own brain, uh, it's hard for me to place. Okay, so this person or this team would get in for sure, uh, and it, it's it's difficult for my brain to process all of it and put a piece it all together. But uh, I just want to know for sure who's going to be in, who can I expect to see in there, and who can I kind of start to to play around with in my, in my head to see who's who's going to be in there, so I can kind of get an idea of the playoff picture. But it, it's that's what's so amazing with the NHL too is that you still don't know, and and we're this late in the season. Um, sure. and, and there's so many teams that still have a chance if they can pull something out. Um, but let's go ahead and, and jump over, uh, talk a little bit about KD. But before we do so, uh, let's bring up another sponsor of the show uh, and also a, a, a company that Britton and I both own and started. That's Mahler Bros. You can go check out MahlerBros.com. We've got an amazing uh, arsenal of of polos. I know Britton and I both will vouch for for our polos that we that we produce. We have searched uh, to try to find a great polo that feels good and something that we can make look good. And we have customized customize uh, you know the option to customize these polos how we want customization the, the to our fingertips, uh, not good. yours, not yours as a, a consumer, but to us we do, and that's what we liked as the owners, and that's why we we got this this supplier that allows us to customize these polos. So if you have a design, uh, you know, opportunity for us, maybe a design idea, you can always reach out to us and we can try to put that into play for you um, because we want to do that for our customers. But right now we've got some amazing designs that I think have really turned out really well. We wear these polos when we're golfing because we love the product. We don't just sell it because we want to. It's really hard. Have you ever tried to sell a car? It was your used car. It was your first car. And you, you have to sell it eventually. But by that time, man, like it's worn down. You know what's wrong with it. You know that maybe the alternator might need replaced in the next couple thousand miles, if if not sooner. But you don't want to tell somebody that because they might not buy your car. 
the same thing with these golf polos. We didn't want to have a product that we were like, yeah, it's cool that we have our own golf polo brand, but how do we sell these? No, we found a product that we love, we wear on the golf course, and we take it out there and, and people see what we're wearing and stop us and say, hey, where'd you get that? Because they see it and they, they realize how comfortable it looks. And they, we even, we, you know, it, no homo, we let them feel it and see how the, how the product feels and everything too. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> unless you're into that thing, go, go all full homo. But, uh, you know, it, it really does. <laughs> it feels amazing. And, uh, yeah, we, we fully, we fully endorse our own product. Go over to MahlerBros.com. That's M A H L E R B R O S.com. You can use code rising T O for 10% off over there. That way you can get a little bit of a deal for listening to this show. Um, but Britain kind of talk about Mahler bros, what, what you've loved about the products that we put out so far too. No, homo. I can't get past the no homo. <laughs> no, man. I, we've, we've sold, you know, several shirts now just by wearing them. Yeah, we have. Um, I I mean, the the quality of shirts are are they speak for themselves. We've got some cool designs, man. I I'm kind of weird, so I like I like a little bit of a flashy design sometimes, and yep. sometimes I'm a little more simple. And we have both options, you know. And I, I've worn them out on the golf course, and you and I were golfing. I think you wore your American flag one. Yeah. And uh, the, actually, the one that's pictured down there, if I remember. Yeah, right. yeah, it's on the. It's if you're watching and, on YouTube, uh, it's on the overlay there. Yep. So we were in uh, in Illinois, and and we're golfing there. And we got these two guys that are, are you know, playing pretty quick, and they're playing right behind us. And we, I think we actually had a group ahead of us that were a little slow. And we we're coming back on the on the back nine, and we told the guys, "Hey, you guys can you guys can go ahead of us. We're gonna stop in and grab a adult beverage or whatever." And it's a little slow anyway. And we Saturday or whatever it was, and got plenty of time. And the guys, said, wow, hey, that's a nice shirt. Thanks, man. Uh, go check the company out. We own it. Yeah, 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 we. And that, that's that's what's cool for us. Yeah, that's that's what's cool for us is like being able. That's that's one thing that I've enjoyed is uh, you know somebody complimenting me and I'll be like, oh thanks, it's my brand. You know, my brother and I actually own, own this brand. That's really cool to us. But even even when I wear something that's not my product, if I'm wearing like you know an Adidas shirt and somebody says that's a cool shirt, that always kind of feels cool. Be like, yeah, I bought it. You know, down here at the sporting goods store, it's always kind of a cool feeling. And I, I guarantee you, if you're wearing a Mahler Bros signature polo, you're going to have that happen to you because we have different designs. Something that we we aren't you aren't going to see on a, a normal golf polo. Uh, but like you said too, you know, I, I I like having that loud design sometimes. That's why I love my my uh, American flag one. We've got a loud American flag one that's the whole shirt, like what's pictured there, and we've also got one that's a little more subtle, just on the sleeves and the collar. Um, but you know, and there's, there's sometimes where I just want something simple. So we, we came up with that pinstripe design. I love the duo tones, uh, that we've got on there uh, some just simple, simple ones that you can, you can go out there and just wear something. They're also polos. If you're not a golfer and you, you need a nice polo to wear to simple events. Uh, you know, we wore our, our polos out whenever we go and play bags, you know, go to bags tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and people, people see it, you know, and it's, it's something that's comfortable and it's, it's easily, uh, you know, on a hot day, it's great to wear, uh, and, and it keeps you cool, but it's also comfortable. Doesn't restrict your movement. That's what I love about Molly Bros so much, man. Yeah, it's definitely a brand I'm, I'm proud to represent. I'm proud to, to own. Um, it's, it's all the fun, man. It's just fun because especially golf, like golf's one of those sports. I don't want to talk, you know, too much about it, but golf's one of those sports that, you know, it's kind of nice because you get to dress nice and and 
on top of all that, it, it's the comfort of this shirt. Oh yeah. Like you're playing a lot in the, in the middle of the summer. So it was hard to find, you know, that material that's, I won't call any companies out, but I, I've, I have a lot of other polos that are different, you know, name brands. And some of them are, I, I can't wear during the summer cause they're too thick yeah. or there's someone it's a little cooler. Uh, I'm probably not going to wear it, you know, during, during that time, uh, other shirts during that time. And these are just that good medium where, you know, I can, I can wear this in the middle of the summer and I can be cool and, and I look cool too. So, yeah. Yeah. Feel cool. Look cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they really are. They're extremely comfortable. Uh, again, that's MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R bros.com. And you can use code rising two for 10% off. That's rising to Um, yeah, we ran a little long on that ad read, but you know what? That's the beauty of it is that's we're paying ourselves for it. So it's not like we have to be like, Hey, we read a little long. We need you to pay. No, that's that we're paying ourselves for that, that sponsor. So, uh, don't have to worry about it. Whereas, you know, with other, other sponsors, we got to keep it kind of, got to keep it brief and everything. But I, I just love to, to be able to share the, the information with everybody too, to, so that they know, uh, what it is, but let's jump over to it. We, we, we both talked about this a little bit before, uh, jumping on here, but KD, gets injured. Uh, it looks like it's a, an ankle sprain likely to possibly be out for the rest of the season and beginning of the playoffs, which sucks for the Suns. They're a very good team. I know Blake came out, I think on the podcast, said that he believes that the, the Suns can make a run and possibly win it all with KD on the team. Do you think, uh, I need to ask this to Blaine, you know, or to Blaine, to, to Blake, Blake Lane. I, I, I don't know why, um, but you know, I need to ask this, this of of Blake. You know, if he if he thinks so highly of them without KD at this moment, you know, I, they're going to make the playoffs. But do you think that they can still make a run in the playoffs if KD is out in the first series, maybe two series? Yeah. So my reaction to this would be whoopie doo. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Um, well, I, I watched the game where he got hurt, and they didn't miss him too bad. The Suns are, are the best team uh, in the NBA with or without him. And obviously with him, they're even better. Uh, Suns are not yeah. going to miss him too much. Um, they can find a way to, to score. They shoot. They can shoot the three from with about six different guys, yeah. it seems like, at a, at a high percentage. Um, they've got you know good big men. They've got, uh, they've got the whole package there. Suns are a great team. Um, and I, I'm definitely not worried. I really like seeing CP3 over there. Uh, that's a great fit for him, and he's, it really is. Oh, dang, he's so good, and he's so old. And and everybody <laughs> talked about for a while about him. Uh, he's you know he's never gonna to he's never gonna be able to do it, and he's he's kind of washed up and old. No, that dude can fall, um, and he's he's still showing it. And he's he's a great great player over there on the Suns team now. And they've got uh, like I said, they've got the full uh, full weapons on display at all times. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, I do think KD hopefully comes back um by the first round if not second round uh depending on who they're who they're playing and it's not gonna matter because they're not gonna play anybody that they're gonna be too worried about in the first round anyway so i'm not too worried about it um when they do get katie back it's just gonna be that much better and you, and you got and that's the nice thing in the playoffs you got seven games to try to win four so i mean without him i, I do agree with you i mean i it worries me a little bit, but I agree with you. They're, they're such a good team. With Devin Booker, he's just on fire all the time. I've, I've never seen Devin Booker and be like, man, that was a crappy game. I've seen where he's not hot, but I've never seen him play like a game where I'm just like, man, that sucked. You know, he's, well, he's, he's put up 30 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 
he's just he, yeah he's he's phenomenal uh, and and I agree with you too I think the Suns feels like the best fit for CP3 out of any team he's been on so far I thought you know before this I would have said the Clippers I liked him him and Blake Griffin at the Clippers uh, it was a lot of fun to see them back whenever we were young. Um, but now him going to the Suns, that just feels like the right place for him. But totally, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I do hope that he can come in before. I think they can get past round one. It's going to be tough to get past round two without him, I think, uh, in terms of how good they can be. But uh, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they win it all without him. Uh, I don't know. But I, I, I it worries me a little bit. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the same same boat with you. I don't worry too much about it. I, I would have also liked to see CP3 stay at uh, Oklahoma City for a little longer. Of course, you know, give him a little. Well, give him a little leadership. Um, he's he's such a a great attribute to have on the court, on uh, especially with a young squad like OKC. I, I would like to see him stay there. But I mean, the Suns um, Suns were a young squad squad without him too. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker yeah. and and you know for him stepping in there and, and doing that. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think too. He was also on on. I'm, I'm drawing a uh, blank on his name. Cam Cameron. He was on the OKC for a little while, but I can't think of his uh, name. Cameron uh, got kind of a big muffin top frizzy, you know, like almost dread fro or something. But uh, oh, slipping, yeah, slipping my mind. But he he went over to the Suns for a little while. I think he was there whenever CP3 first came on. I I I, I, I haven't Darius paid. Bezos over there now. Who's that? Darius Baisley's over there now. And yeah, yeah, but uh, I haven't paid enough attention to remember who exactly is on what team anymore because there's so many changes every year in the NBA. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, again, though, I think I'm on the same, same boat with you. Hopefully he does recover quick. If you want to see them win, uh, I don't really want to see the Suns win because of KD now. Um, but I want to see CP three win it. So I'm kind of split there, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think I might pull for the Celtics a little bit this year, uh, for them to win it. Uh, another team that's kind of surprised me is the Kings because the Kings are really good right now really good putting together a really good team uh and they're one of the worst teams historically that i can think of in the last decade to 20 years on uh, so for the fact that they're that, that they've all of a sudden figured something out and they're playing so well with a young squad very fast paced team uh it's really cool to see them too yeah i'm obviously i'm an oklahoma city fan so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be cheering for okc and i'm telling you oklahoma city was out there top two scorers against the suns um and I think it's a different game if if you if you had a guy like Shea Gilgis Alexander back in it. Shea Gilgis Alexander should be the he should win some kind of award this year. He's such a great young kid. Um, he he's on a whole new level right now. I think he's one of the better players in in the MLB MLB in the NBA <laughs> right now. I'm over here watching baseball as Nebraska just uh, picked up the win. Uh, in the bottom of the ninth, they just got their final out uh, to win eight three, so awesome. that was pretty awesome. Well, I'm, but, I'm uh, pretty sure didn't they? Uh, is, is it baseball that they they bumped up into the top twenty five now, uh, or is that is that softball? It might have been softball, softball that did. I saw. Softball they did. Yeah, because uh, I've been trying to watch both of those rankings. Yeah, yeah, softball they should or baseball they should pretty soon. Um, like I said, I think their first their opening week though really hurt them. They played a pretty solid team and. And they they lost uh, three games and then tied the fourth game, uh, and uh, since then they've been on a tear. And like I said, they're they're run ruling people and playing some good ball right now. Finally got the bats going pretty late today, uh, but anyway, back to Oklahoma City, man. I'm I obviously gonna 
pull for them. I'm hoping they can make the playoffs. And that's a team that can beat anybody, and they've shown it all year. Yeah. Um. And you know they get you know guys like uh, Josh Giddy who can pass the ball like about as good as anybody in, in the league. Uh, and you got guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander, and we picked up a few new guys here recently. And you got a guy like Lou Dort that plays some of the best defense in the league. That's a young team that that's really solid, and I like the direction that Oklahoma City's going. In the past, I felt like you know they've been too quick to you know get a guy like George Paul in or CP3 in for for a season, and uh, just to kind of try and help him for a season. And they finally you know they had all those draft picks, and they finally used them. And they used them really well. And matter of fact, they've got a crap ton of draft picks still, uh, first rounders and stuff that they can they can use or trade. Um, so I'm curious to see how all that goes in the offseason. But I'm always going to cheer for Oklahoma City because um, I think they've shown all year they can compete with anybody. They knocked off, they beat uh, Golden State the other night, um, and they did that. And, and it seemed like you know just another night they put up 130 plus points on them. Yeah, they're um, they're they're a team that's really trusting the process of just rebuild your team by guys that you want in here that you're gonna draft, uh, and, and, and they're doing a really good see, job with it. Yeah, and it was fun for me to see that they they finally got a young kid in Shea Gilgis Alexander that they said, okay, we don't have the Russell Westbrook anymore. That's the face of the franchise. We're gonna give this this club is yours now. Yeah. You know, this is all you. We're gonna get the pieces around you, and you know, if you don't make the playoffs this year, it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna struggle and we're gonna fight. We're gonna figure things out, and that's what I'm starting to see this year. They're starting to figure things out, and uh, you know they're they're slowly but surely coming. So Oklahoma City, I think you'll, in the next couple of years they're gonna start being a contender. Um, so yeah, as frustrating as it is to see, you know, I'd like to see them win it all every year. Um, but they're finally starting to pro- trust the process here, and uh, Dagnall's doing a good job over there uh, coaching that team and. And uh, not jumping the gun on saying, you know, we need a Chris Paul for a year or, or you know, George, George Paul or, or or whatever. Or Paul George, I said Paul George. <laughs> but Paul George or, or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily mind seeing them pick up a big-name player. I think it'd be, it'd be cool to see KD come back. Um, now that Russ isn't there, he might actually consider it. Uh, in the future, um, but right now they're just trusting the process with the young kids. So uh, again, I do think the Suns probably make it out, make the run, and and do it all in the end, uh, just because I think for sure that they have the be- the most talented team. Um, that's one thing I don't like about the NBA, though, is I feel like like the Lakers have been in the past, or you know, you get these teams that just you completely stack them with all the best players, and then wonder why they win. Yeah, that, it is what it is. Golden I mean, State, it seems like, kind of brought that that mentality back and started it up again in this era. Um, they but, do. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over real quick, though, just so we can talk about Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson getting trying to get his money. Uh, and you know, you and I were talking about this before the show, and I do think Lamar Jackson deserves money. All right, I think he deserves to get paid. He is an incredibly talented quarterback. And the Ravens know that. The Ravens want him. They, that's why they placed a franchise tag on him. For those who don't know a franchise tag, the, the one that they placed, I'm trying to think of what it was called. Uh, it was something. But it's, it's, it's a franchise tag where Lamar can go and hear out other teams and see what they're going to offer. Uh, because what Lamar wants, he is his own agent. He's not paying another agent to do his work for him, which I can respect him for it. But it's also kind of like, 
you know, man, you, you need to realize that the agents are, are what's getting some of these these deals. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. But Lamar Jackson wants because, you know, we we, ha- we do have to recognize that Deshaun Jackson or uh, sorry, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson got paid a, a an incredibly large amount of money and it was 100 percent guaranteed. And what that did is now that sets the new standard for what quarterbacks will get paid because we have to also recognize that Deshaun Watson was not really worth even half of that when you consider that he hadn't played an NFL game for an, for a whole season and by the time he finally touched the ball again a season and a half so Deshaun Watson getting paid big time money makes QBs like Lamar Jackson try to utilize that to get his foot in the door to get paid that guaranteed money uh, and that was a, a huge contract guaranteed which means that the the team has to pay him. So anyways, Lamar Jackson is demanding $250 million is what he wants, but the Ravens are just saying, hey, we, we're not going to pay you that much, that much guaranteed. Uh, and I don't know, maybe they're saying, we, we can pay you that much, but we can't do guaranteed. And that's what he's having a fit with. I'm not in, entirely sure on how that neg- negotiation is working. So Lamar can hear out other other programs. If, if another team says, hey, we're going to pay you X amount, the Ravens have the option to match that to keep Lamar. So that's showing their commitment to Lamar. Hey, we don't want you to sign with anybody else. We'll match whatever anybody else is willing to give you. And I think that's kind of a game that they're playing that, hey, nobody else is going to offer you this guaranteed. The Browns were stupid by making that de- that decision, and that, that that shouldn't have ever happened. Browns but, be the Browns. Yeah, they, they be Browning, uh, you know, and and that was just something that that, that we we see. And, and so – this is kind of resetting the, the cap, you know. It's resetting uh, what what players are going to be making now, and it, it's very similar to what you see with Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott got paid big time money for for a running back, and other running backs were like, "Hey, Zeke got paid big time money for a running back. I, I'm a I'm a good running back. I think I deserve that money too." But what you see with Zeke, he got paid that money, and what has he done since getting paid? He's gone downhill big time. So teams are are very very reluctant to give you that big time money like that when they when especially when you think with Lamar he's gotten injured the last two seasons and injuries that have really pushed the team downhill you know if, if, when you have Lamar on the field it's 100% better than when he's not on the field that's just common sense um so i mean Britton, i want to kind of get your thoughts cuz i know you're not totally on board with me i i personally don't want to pay Lamar that much uh at all but 100%, I don't want to pay him that much guaranteed. Uh, I, I think. Yeah, well, I, I would agree to an extent. I, I don't really think that they have to pay him $250 million guaranteed. And I don't think Lamar Jackson thinks that. But I think what he's doing is he's leveraging that and saying, okay, well, I'm going to go out and see you know, what everybody else is willing to pay me or who wants me. And I've been kind of surprised at some of the teams that have said, no, we're not interested in Lamar. I think you're an idiot. Uh, some of these teams that actually need a quarterback in their yeah. – I'll turn it down Lamar. And maybe some of that's because he wants too much money. I don't know. I thought but for I sure the Falcons would have kept on pursuing and, and got something yeah. through. But Yeah, and I think Lamar's just pretty much saying, all right, well, you're giving him 250000 That's what I want. Or $250 million, That's what I want, you know. And and just seeing where it goes. Because at the end of the day, if worst comes to worst, he's still going to get paid a lot of money. And if he's still in the Ravens, he's still happy. So he's leveraging this. Uh, it's a business decision. Um, and I'm perfectly fine with with him saying that. And actually, I think it's probably smart for him because if he says no, um, you know, what are you willing to offer me? And they say, you know, another number. And he said, okay, I'm I'm fine with that. Well, then he's now he's at the Ravens, and that's what he's going to make. 
But if he says, no, I want $250 million guaranteed, then they say, well, we're not quite willing to go there. Um, and he says, all right, well, I'm going to go look at other other teams. Well, now you can now you can con, you know contemplate um, which what's the better option for him if he's got another team that's willing to offer him you know a little bit more money than the Ravens are. But you know then he can weigh his options. All right, is that much money worth leaving the Ravens? Because that's I think that's where Lamar Jackson wants to be is is with the Ravens. That's what it um, seems like, and I think that's why these negotiations team, are going on for so long. But you know, say if the Ravens say no, we'll pay you 175 million, and you know another team comes along and says we'll pay you 185 million. Well, that gives Lamar Jackson, you know, something to come back with now that he wouldn't have before. Because if he just yeah. accepts the contract from the Ravens, then that's what he's going to get paid. So now he can go out and say, "Hey, these, this team's willing to pay me this much. You know, can you guys match match out? Otherwise, I'm I'm going to go there for the money, and they're probably going to match it." Um, so it, it's just a smart business decision, and I don't mind it. I don't think Lamar Jackson thinks he's going to get the 250 million. I think it's another thing to say. You know, in Lamar Jackson's mind, he's like, "Dude, I'm Lamar Jackson. You telling me this this bomb over here that hasn't played a whole season is worth 250 million? That's what that's what I want then." Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's I think it's a power move and it's a business move. And at the end of the, end of the day, it's just gonna it's just gonna benefit him. Um, I don't think he wants to leave the Ravens, and I don't think he will leave the Ravens. I think he'll stay with the Ravens. But whatever they're willing to pay him right now, I think it'll get bumped up because some other team's gonna come along and say, "Hey, <laughs> it's Lamar Jackson. We'll throw some money at you." Yeah, yeah, and I, I I could see that, and I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard of a team really kind of pulling out as a front runner yet. It seems like the Ravens are still going to keep him, uh, and, and they it's obvious that they want to, and that's why they're not letting him go just explore free agency, uh, and that's why they put that tag on him. But what what is what is the number one quarterback that every quarterback, especially in today's generation, uh, specifically today's generation, looks up to and says that's the guy, that's the quarterback that. I, I want to live after because he he's got this many rings. I want to strive after him. What's what's that that one quarterback everybody looks at? It'd be Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. He's got six rings. I want that. You know, I, I want what what that guy was able to to fulfill. How did Tom Brady do it? Did you ever hear a story of Tom Brady going off and trying to negotiate? No, I want paid more. I want I want paid more. No, you you heard the opposite. You said you heard Tom Brady say, "Hey, let's renegotiate this." I want to take a pay cut so we can afford to get these these players around me. What is the big issue with guys like Aaron Rodgers right now, which Aaron Rodgers kind of falls in the same category of he wanted to get paid more, but he also wanted more around him. Lamar needs more around him. There is no no doubt about that. There was not enough on the offense to help him succeed. Uh, so, you know, what what do you do? Do you say, hey, give me the rest of your cap? Or do you say, hey, I'm, I'm fine. You're still getting paid millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars to be a quarterback. Now, don't tell these guys it's just a game, but I think they recognize deep down that it is just a game. You're getting paid millions and millions of dollars for it. I know it's a business and I know you got to get your money, but you can still get paid and still leave that cap room for other guys around you to be added to that team because what's going to get you a Super Bowl? A lot more money? Or is the Super Bowl going to be Maybe holding off on 250 and settling for 175 and getting some more guys around you that can help you get that, that those rings. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's the generational thing right there, though. If you look for at, sure, look at a lot of these guys, you know, like uh, Aaron Rodgers. That yeah, Aaron Rodgers wants more money, but he just wants to freaking win a Super Bowl. He does. I, yeah, I think he's. Yeah. I think he's not as money grabbing as maybe what Lamar seems to be doing. Um, but yeah, for sure, I, yeah, I get what you're again, saying. I, again, I don't want to like. I don't want to put this this picture with Lamar Jackson saying, "Oh, he doesn't care about 
you know, the, the wins, he just wants more money. No, and I don't think that's the case. I just don't think he, I don't think he's piecing all of that together. And if, if he, if he has, I don't think he's really thinking it through. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I'd have to interview him, man. I'd have to ask yeah. him. Let's get him on. So yeah, let's get him on. I'll, I'll reach out to his agent. Oh, wait, I can't because he is his own agent. Yeah, <laughs> he is his own agent. So I can't, I can't reach out to an agent to try to get him on. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, I mean, I'm I just think much about it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm nervous uh, with, with Lamar doing this. They are going to see something that we've seen in the past. You see AB uh, try to get more money. Didn't work out. He left. I think there was other things that caused AB to go psycho the way that he did. And I don't think that would happen to Lamar. But AB is basically nothing now. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was in the same boat. He, 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 he was trying. Nobody wanted to pay him that money. And now he's, he's nothing now. Uh, you know, you, you, you go over to uh, Zeke Elliott. I brought him up and he's just gone downhill to where now nobody's ever going to pay Zeke Elliott the same money that, that he was offered in the, in the past. Nobody's going to pay him that again because no, look what you did when they tried to pay you that money in the past. You burned them. Uh, and so I, I just, I just worry that something like that along those same lines, I don't think the same scenario or the same story would come from Lamar because he is a generational talent. But I'm worried that something along those lines will happen to Lamar if he's not careful. Uh, and and like like you and I have both mentioned, I know you're kind of leaning more on that that line that we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And that's true. We don't. We maybe the situation is way different than what we're really imagining. Uh, and maybe it's maybe not Lamar Ravens trying don't. to grab for money. Maybe it's just him exploring his options. And maybe the Ravens told him like, "Hey, we're not." Maybe Lamar Jackson saying, "Hey." You know, I need I need this, this, and this from you guys, um, and they're like, no, we're not going after these these kind of guys. We're not going after these guys. That for could you. be. And he's saying, all right, well then, if you want to keep me, I want two hundred fifty million dollars. I don't know the 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 circumstance behind it, so um, I don't know. Well, I'm just curious to see how it goes and how it plays out. And I think at the end of the day, maybe he's just making a, a smart business decision and saying, you know, hey, uh, if if I if I'm going to get my money, I'm going to try and get it now. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a good quarterback, and I. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be content with, you know, just saying, okay, to whatever offer you're willing to make me, I'm going to weigh my options and get paid. So today is Friday. So by next Friday, over or under, you think that he'll, he'll get that contract met by next Friday or, you know, over or under on, on that next Friday. So past next Friday, or do you think it'll be done by next Friday? Whether it be with the Ravens or somebody else. I mean, most likely he's staying with the Ravens since they franchise tagged him. I think it's. Uh, I think it may go, may, may even go later than that. I, I think so too. I'm, I'm taking the over on that personally, uh, and I, I want to say it's going to get done, but we'll see. I mean, it, it's all gonna, it's all gonna come down. Uh, I, I, I guess other news that I didn't really plan on talking about. Did you hear? It seems like we may see Aaron Rodgers and and uh, signing with the. Uh, he might be traded over to the Jets. Have you seen the rumors there? It seems I, really likely, and if you understand. So the, the, the Jets just hired Nathaniel Hackett, I believe, as yeah. offensive coordinator, uh, if I remember correctly. So Nathaniel Hackett and uh, Aaron Rodgers are both very close to each other. Uh, and that's kind of where, where a lot of the rumors started. Um, but then also it just seems to fit for Aaron Rodgers and what he wants and what he's looking for. It seems like that that could be a decent fit for him. But what do you think of Aaron Rodgers if he does go over the Jets? I mean, if the Packers aren't going to make, make an effort to get guys around him, then more power to them. Yeah. Um, they'll have Sauce Gardner on the other side of the ball over there. <laughs> yeah. They've got, a, they've got a defense that could, you know, take some steps this year. I saw um, Sauce say something along the lines of, Aaron, if you come over here, I promise I won't, I won't ever, 
intercept you in practice and I'll burn yeah. the cheese head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, curious to see how all that plays out, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look uh, at their offense and see what, what kind of moves they're willing to make um, and stuff. If they're going to bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to have some stipulations too to say, hey. Because I mean, you got Brees Hall coming back. You got Garrett yeah. Wilson out there, wide receiver, stud. Brees Hall I mean, at, at uh, Iowa State. He was at Iowa State, yeah. And, and, and he got injured last year, but I'm pretty sure he'll be fine by the, this upcoming season. I hope to see him up and healthy again. But he was just phenomenal last year as a rookie. Uh, so I'm just really excited to see if that does go through. I think the Jets really push themselves ahead because they they thrived on their defense last year. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. so I mean to to have him on as as a QB that's that's huge. But uh, anyways, uh, that's pretty much all we have. I know we kind of went over what what our mark is usually, but uh, if you're watching up to this point, make sure to subscribe. I need to up to update that little uh, overlay there with the subscribe because we have more than 644. We are over the 1100 mark now on, on YouTube. We've been growing. Uh, we're growing big time on audio. So if you're listening on audio, guess what you need to do? You need to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Help us grow because uh, we. I know if you're listening, you're obviously enjoying the content that we're putting out. We want to put better content out and we've got some in the works. I don't want to mention it yet, but some really cool content that I think Britton and I are both excited for uh, and uh, you know, once we mention it to the rest of the team, I know I kind of mentioned it a little bit to the rest of the team. Um, but once I get into detail with the rest of the team, they're going to be excited for it too. Uh, belly up is looking, looking for great heights right now. And, uh, we're, we're hoping to help kind of get that, that boosted. So for everyone, please help us grow. Uh, we just made a Facebook. So if you're on Facebook and you want to follow us there, maybe you're not following us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, go over and follow us on, on Facebook. We're going to start uh, kind of utilizing Facebook as well to get some of the the content and stuff like that that you guys love. Try to get that over on Facebook. So go give us a, a like there and share it with your friends. Uh, that's that's the greatest way for us to grow is for you just to word of mouth, share it with your friends. We thank you all so much for all the support you have given so far and for, for helping us grow this far. Uh, but we thank you so much. And until next time, guys.